Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, live podcast. Cheers to all of you out there. Welcome. Welcome. My name is Chris. I'm Ryan. This is the Dad Life Podcast, and we're here to drink oh. some beer and, and talk some smack. Oh, that's a heavy ale. And he's drinking one. Oh, bye-bye. What are you drinking, Ryan? Today we have a Scotch Ale from Moab Brewery. Moab mm. is in southern Utah. This is called the Desert Select Ale, uh, and it is one heavy mother, but it's delicious. It is delicious. It's right up my alley at 8.59 alcohol by volume. Wow. That's a, that's a hefty... It's a hefty man. Wait hefty a bottle right there. Um, today, what's going on? I don't know what is world? going on today, Corona. We've got a, uh, oh, an election Corona. coming up, yay. Yep. Uh, hopefully everybody's voting. Get out there and vote. It's an important one, or stay at home and put it in your mailbox if you have that uh, option. Absolutely. But get out there and vote, everybody. Um, what's been happening in your life you the know, last week? Anything exciting? Nothing like crazy. No? No, took two days off last week. Thursday and Friday, just because I had to take some uh, PTO time, pay time off before the end of the year. PTO? Oh, mm-hmm. it's a use-or-lose status, are you? Yeah, we get only get to carry over a couple days, which okay. is fine. Nice. I had seven to burn. So I'm like, you know what? I got some projects I want to get done, so I did. I are you able to use those whenever you want? Yeah, it's like a sick day. Oh, beautiful. Um, you know, whatever. Whatever you need it for, you take it off. Good for you. Yeah. Shout out to old lingo. So, you know, I did uh, my brake pads. Excellent work. my little truck. Wow. And cleaned all our windows. Gosh, you are such a stud. good husband that I am. Wow. Wow. Shout out to Courtney, man. She is lucky to have you, sir. It's the first time she's heard that. Man. (laughs) Courtney, count your lucky stars. Count them. Thank them. Count them, babe. (laughs) I know you're listening and you're probably cursing me right now. Uh, Wait a minute. about About enough about us. We have a guest. Mm-hmm. Isn't that exciting? Well, it's almost like we've done this before. Um, but no one knows that. Nope. Um, well, I think we talked about it. I think we, we did. We did. For a while. We have a guest today. His name is Brody Binder. Brody. He is a close friend of mine. Say hello, Brody. Hello. Brody, where are you? Brody, where are you calling from this evening? I'm actually calling from the parking lot. Of my girl's cheer team. I really wanted you to say Walmart, so you're already strike one. <laughs> that would have been the coolest location <laughs> ever. Um, Brody, you are... Um, I'm going to let you do your all, all of your own intro. Well, we're having you Ooh. on here because you're a dad, and we are old old friends, but I will let you tell the story of you because no one can do it better than yourself. You so. do you, Brody. Take it away, Brody. Yeah, um, born and raised in California, and uh, never really wanted to do the college thing. I had enough of school, and so I uh, joined the military right out of high school, and it's uh, pretty much where you and I met. We were just punk teenagers, and uh, yes. doing yes, a very we were. important job, pretty critical job. Some would think so. And uh, Yeah, it's just crazy. It's bizarre to think that they just entrust that much responsibility into these teenagers that are just out partying having a good time and just trying to find their way in the world and but uh yeah met my wife there in new mexico and uh now we got four girls now we're living in washington okay air traffic you're doing air traffic control and, uh, yeah excellent that's, that's my life now. That was really quick, bro. That was a quick intro, so I have lots of questions, but I'm sure <laughs> Ryan does too. I, I know more, but I'll let Ryan go. 
So, first of all, thank you for your service. Because I'm guessing well, you, you you've now retired, correct? Or you're 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 no longer in the Air Force, correct? Yep. And now you are working full time as air traffic control in the great state of Washington. That's right. And uh, Chris told me, and actually I knew this already, but you have a teenage driver right now. A what? A teenage driver. You got oh, one behind the wheel. Yep. yep. And you she's actually doing pretty. Oh, she's doing good. It was a, it was a little bit first, but uh, she's she's a quick learner. She's picking it up. That has got to be quite the um, high levels of anxiety, and that's why we wanted to get you on this podcast and get your perspective because yep. um, you see the world through a completely different lens. You have four children, all of which are girls, um, two of which are teenagers, one that's just starting to drive. So, you know, when I'm in my home and I have three boys and we're talking about, you know, sports and Marvel characters and we're shooting guns and playing with swords, you have a completely different experience. And I want you to kind of paint the picture of what a day in the life of a dad with four girls looks like. Okay. Um, you know, it's, it's an interesting question because I don't know anything else. So I don't know what it'd be like to have boys. And so it's just a normal day for me, but, um, yeah, there's definitely not sword fights and gun fights. And in fact, when we were there visiting you guys, um, what, a couple months ago, like I, w- I was having a blast just playing with your boys and, sh- you know, have like these shoot, um, shooting wars and it, they're just crazy. They're fun. And, uh, we don't do that kind of stuff at our house. You know, it's more like, Hey dad, let me put makeup on you and let me fix your hair and paint your fingernails and that kind of stuff. And um, I let him do it sometimes, but most of the time I'm like, yeah, you know, get lost. Dude, you're a hell of a dad. The visit went really, really well, and your girls are 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 so sweet and well behaved. I, I think you guys are doing a an outstanding job with those girls, and it was a a big impression upon my boys. So I thank you guys for um for visiting and I don't know, just being having a blast and having a good time. So appreciate you coming all this way. That was a fun, was a fun week. It was, but I. I can't take a lot of the credit, you know, um, Kata, uh, my wife homeschools, um, well, she homeschooled off war for five years. Now the older two are in high school and, and junior high. And, and actually they're basically back home now with COVID and everything doing the remote learning. So, um, you know, but Kata does 80 to 90% of everything. Right. And so I'm like the fun one that plays with them and does cool things and stuff. And, um, she's definitely the one who's, you know, responsible for, you know, them being such good kids. They are, they are good kids, but um, I can't take much responsibility for that. Oh, uh, don't sell yourself short. And shout out, Kata, um, you fantastic mom. Um, you know, let the world hear that your husband just gave you all the praise, so that's pretty badass. Um, let me ask you this. It sounds like a lot of that learning responsibility lays upon her shoulders, but do you guys share the authoritarian role or do you just get to be the cool dad all the time? No, I definitely, um, that's probably, um, 50, 50, um, as far as like, if we have to have a talk about something or sit down and have a family meeting, or if someone, if one of the girls gets in trouble and we have to, you know, discipline them or ground them, you know, it's, it's, um, we try to keep it 50, 50. That way one's not the bad parent and or like the mean parent and one's the nice one. So we try to both 
be pretty even about that. That's good. Was the trip to Utah one of those trips, Brody, where you're like, man, I used to like Chris a lot, but now that I've been with him for so long, I no longer want to see Chris anymore? Or did it go better than that? <laughs> oh my gosh, it was, it was such a fun week. Like, we didn't want to leave. Um, in fact, we want to come back. Yes. We're, we're, we, have, we haven't talked about it, but I think I, I think we want to try to come back in the spring or early summer again next year. So we'll also talk about that, but... Um, we love it there. The weather's usually pretty awesome. Um, like, we love you guys, hang out with you guys. It was just such, such a blast. And, like, normally we come out like every two years, but I think we want to start making it like a yearly thing. Gosh, it, it's so our turn, man. Uh, you guys come here so often and make this huge track. We need to we need to definitely reciprocate, but we enjoy your guys' uh, visits so so much, and it's, it's a blast. Um, so give me um, the ages of your four daughters. Uh, Brooklyn's 16, Aislinn is 14, Gracie just turned 9, and KK is turning 7 here this week. Oh my gosh, man. Hands full for sure. And is there a lot of similarities, or do you have four complete, completely unique young ladies? They're, they are four, of, four individuals. But I would say the oldest and the third, so the six-year-old and the nine-year-old, are pretty similar, and the fourteen and and seven-year-old are pretty similar. And how they look and act, it's pretty, it's pretty funny. Interesting. We'll find we'll find old pictures of Brooklyn and Aislinn when they were their Kaylin Grayson's age, and like you have to, you have to almost take a second look and be like, who wait, who is this? Because they look so similar, it's so funny. So, Brody, you've been listening to us for a while, which, thank you, because, wow, awesome. Um, but yeah, I love the I've, I've listened to every episode. Appreciate that. Yes. Um, but going back, so since you've listened to what we've talked about, I would love your perspective on, you know, cell phones, for one. When did you get your 16, I guarantee your 16-year-old has one now. Don't don't jump to conclusions. No, I'm jumping. I just jumped right in. <laughs> Both feet. Okay, she's driving. One, know where she is. Okay. Yeah. I have a daughter. I, I know how it's going to go down. Um, so I want your opinion on cell phones and just, you don't have to go through every child, but just your overall, you and your wife's opinion on that. And then second, what do you, what about dating? So Courtney and I have been talking about this with Reese, not that she's obviously ready to date, but you know, later down the line, what are the rules? What do, what do we expect? What do, what do we tell her? Things like that. So I just love to hear just your perspective on that since you have a daughter that's, you know, at that age now. Yeah, so, so, so the cell phone thing, um, we, we set a minimum age of 13, but just because they, they turn 13 doesn't mean they automatically get a, a phone. So Brooklyn um, she, Brooklyn got her phone at 13, but she has always been like a very responsible, um, kind of more mature um, girl, okay. and, and she's the oldest, so she kind of just naturally takes on that role. Um, and so she did get a cell phone when she was 13. Aislinn, she had to wait till she was 14, because she kept sneaking um, things on like like other technology like I- iPads or like we get on our our cell phones and we'll be looking at things that uh, you know were questionable and she kept kind of proving that she wasn't responsible enough or ready for that device yet like that it's such a powerful tool you know yeah. and so we kept having talks with her and every you know two or three months we'd have to kind of revisit hey look 
you can't do this. And, you know, and it happened a few times. And so finally, she was about 13 and a half and um, things were going good. And, um, it, you know, we, we were kind of talking like, hey, I think she's kind of turned the corner. I think she's getting better. And I think she's getting more responsible. And not just with technology, with just everything, school and friends and, and everything. She just, you could just tell she was just maturing and growing up. And so we decided, okay, um, when she turns 14, we'll get her a, a cell phone for her birthday. And that's what we did. Okay. So she um, Also, with the cell phone thing, it's really cool because we, have, we all have iPhones. And so Kata can control... Um, everything from her phone, as far as what they look at, what they, uh, what apps they're on, the time usage, and so if they, you know, are getting straight A's or they're, you know, they remember remember to do all their chores, things like that, Kato will reward reward them with more time on, you know, TikTok or all these different apps, um, or if they're if they, you know, vice versa, if they do are doing bad or they get like a C in school or, or they were rude or lied to us about something and then we could either take their phone away completely or, or, you know, downgrade the time on, on their phone. That's really good information. That's that's actually the next question I had for you. Um, you know, with teenagers alike, whether boy, girl, doesn't matter what social media in that you even said the word yourself is such a powerful tool, um, can be destructive in a lot of ways sometimes, but with you, you know, your wife having control from her, her iPhone, I guess, you know, being kind of like the mothership of all the rest of the iPhones, she can limit all the times of all the apps, how much time they're on and all that stuff. That's pretty, um, in, you know, useful information that yeah. we'll, we'll probably have to all kind of, uh, be educated on because just, that's just yeah. the way of the world now, man. That's, it's just how it's gotta be. If you're going to be responsible and, and take, take kind of uh, notice of what of what they're doing so so she can read her read also, the text and and see who she's calling too right she can see everything it's, yeah it's pretty it's pretty cool yeah i like that so it keeps them on it and it's a, it's a cool tool for us to use because you know it's a little bit leverage we can use like hey you know it, it keeps them honest it keeps their grades up i think because they don't want to lose time or they don't want to lose the phone completely so it's like an incentive for them to do good and do the right thing and do their chores and do all these things that we expect of them. Yeah. It's pretty neat. That is very cool. And do your girls all have, um, you know, social media accounts on like all the platforms or do you limit them on specific ones? I'm, I'm totally intrigued about how that's going to go. About what they have, but I know Kida does not let them have, um, Instagram. And, um, yeah, I I think she she was saying something about Instagram is like one of the worst, um, ones for teenagers because it's all about likes, self image, and yeah, yeah, how many friends have, how many people like your stuff. So it's it's kind of like a, um, it could be like a really hurtful one, or like if certain friends don't like, I don't know how it all works, but, and I don't really know how like the, um, teenage mind works, but, um, she read something on a few different articles about how Instagram is like one of the worst ones for teenagers. So they ha- they have a couple um, like Snapchat and stuff. But that's kind of more like goofy, fun filters and things like that. And uh, now we do Marco Polo with the Smith Boys and, and some other people. We great. do that. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. And so um, they don't have Facebook or anything like that. They don't really need Facebook, but um, I think they have like a Pinterest account where they can post pictures of cheer events. And like just traveling when we like went to Utah and stuff, they can post things on there for their friends to see. But 
Um, yeah, there's definitely certain ones that my wife won't let them have. Well, how do they follow the Dad Life podcast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the hell, bro? They, they're going to have to be adults. You know, this is an adult show. Adult is it my? Content. Is it our language? Do we have shitty language? And that's what I get it. I get it. <laughs> I mean, there isn't there isn't e on all of the episodes. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, our social media manager needs to be fired. He's terrible. Yeah, he Just, does. He's fucking terrible. We're going to have a chat with him. Um, we got an HR meeting coming up. And yep, we're going to discuss a whole bunch of things. A lot of heads are going to roll. Yeah. I don't know. We're going to clean house. Chris and I got to get some shit together. It, it's going to be bad. Um, um, so. But as far as. You guys asked about dating. As far as dating. Um, you know, the, the number keeps climbing. It's pretty funny because my wife's kind of in charge of that and I kind of just go along with whatever she says. Um, she says the number is 16. Well, it was 16. Now that Brooklyn turned 16, the number is now 17. And so I'm wondering if when Brooklyn turns 17, if she's going to up that number to 18. But, um, you know, Brooklyn hasn't really had any interest really in boys or dating. She's kind of focused on cheer. She's like, she's one of the captains on the team. And um, she's like one of those kids that just is fearless, and she just, like, wants to learn a new, um, it's not a trick, but, like, what do they call it, like, a, a new, um, skill. She wants to new, learn a new skill, and she just oh, attacks skill. it, and, like, sprays it, and, and practices constantly, so I think she's very involved in school and cheer right now, and boys aren't really interested. Aislinn, however, has always been interested in boys since probably 11, you know? Yeah. And so, um, I think she's setting that age limit more for Aislinn than Brooklyn. But we'll see. Right. So right now the number is seventeen. So we'll we'll see. That's crazy. So not not, not that that rule's crazy. Let me clarify. <laughs> That's just crazy that you have such a difference between the oldest and the second oldest as far as interest goes. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is you keep you keep mentioning cheerleading, and it, I just think it's funny because my wife is one of four girls who all did cheer and dance. And so you are living, you're literally living right now my father-in-law's life to sitting in a parking lot at a cheerleading practice or spending my weekends or their weekends, your weekends at cheer competitions. And it's just, it's kind of funny to hear, <clears throat> you know, I've always heard him complain, not complain, but be like, God, what, what I wouldn't give to go to a football game to watch, you know, uh, my son play or, or whatever. Right. Instead of, you know, yeah. going to watch a cheerleading practice. So it's, it's. It's just funny to hear that. Um, I know my father-in-law. So the, girl, the girls were all in gymnastics for years and years and years and years. And they kind of got to a point where they plateaued, you know, and, and didn't really see themselves um, continuing on as far as, like, increasing to, like, the really high levels. They, I think um, Brooklyn was level 7, Aizen was 6, and like, I think the highest level is 10. And so they kind of plateaued. And so they went from that to cheer, and all four of them at the same time all went from gymnastics to cheer. And I, like, compared to gymnastics, I love cheer. Like, it's entertaining, it's exciting, it's fun, there's there's different music. The gymnastics stuff was cool for a while, but it's so monotonous. You listen to the same music all the time, and so it's, the cheer, the cheer compared to gymnastics to me is a thousand percent better. What would you be doing if you, if you weren't podcasting from the parking lot? Would you normally be hanging out in the parking lot waiting around? Would you be in yeah, watching you or would you go home and then come back? It, it, it depends. Sometimes they have four-hour practices and, yeah, we would drop them off, go Lord. home. Or, you know, maybe kids would go eat or something and then come back. 
but these two hour ones because it's 45 minutes from the house right so oh wow it, we kind of just hang yeah we'll just talk with some other parents and hang out or just play games on your phone or do whatever I'll, or I'll sit and listen to the uh, dad life podcast I don't know if you guys heard about this Hello. Pretty hey cool hey hey yeah. yeah. uh, good good <laughs> I'm glad we out. could burn 30 minutes of your four fucking hour oh, practice. Damn. <laughs> you have to listen to like an entire season to get through one practice. Oh, man. Do you have any close friends that are also cheer parents? Is that a thing? Or is, do you guys keep it, keep to yourselves kind of thing? A cheer barbecue, maybe? Yeah. yeah. Kata knows a lot of the parents. I, you know, I don't do it as much, you know, because like normally I'd be working a lot more than I am now. But now that I'm not working so much, um, I, I, I do a lot of the driving. Um, you know, I, I know some faces. I don't really know any of their names, really. I would really say they're friends, but, you know, acquaintances. Sure. And I'll catch them a little bit, but... Are there those... I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was saying, um, as, time go, as time goes on, I'll probably meet more of the people and get to know some of the parents and stuff, but... Gotcha. Our cheer parents... Um... Some of those parents, like, you know, with something that that takes that much time and effort and passion, is it like, um, I want to say this as nicely as I can. No, you Um, don't. (laughs) (laughs) You know know where I'm going. Are there those parents that are just over the top? Some. Some are, yeah. Are there some? Yeah. Everybody knows who I'm talking about. But that's every sport. That's everything, right? You're absolutely right. That's everything. Yeah, I think that's every sport. Yeah. But you know, like that, it's kind of like the um, it's kind of the coach's job to to step in, like, hey, we got this. We need you guys to step back. In fact, in fact, sometimes they have these big garage doors that they open to get airflow through there. Sometimes they'll just close those garage doors because the parents are just standing there, you know, glaring at their kids, you know, giving them faces or yelling things at them and stuff. So they'll just close the doors on them and lock the parents out. That's good. And so that's why I I just I just stay in the car, like you know, I'm like I'm hands off. I know the coaches know what they're doing. I don't know what I'm doing, so yeah. So, it, but there are some intense. So she's 16. Did she just turn 16? So is she a saw freshman? Is that right? Freshman? No, sophomore, right? High school? Sophomore, she's sophomore yeah, turned 16. So would she yeah, do? Yeah, just turned 16. Does she do cheer then for the high school and then competitive, competitive on the side? So she was she was going to she was going to try out for the cheerleading team, um, but then since. There is no football season this year, and everyone's at home. Oh yeah, it, you know they obviously. But yeah, if she tried out for the team, she'd have been a walk-on, right? Because the stuff they do at this um, um, competitive cheer level, like it isn't even come close to what they do at the you know at the high school. Oh yeah, it's way it's higher. More like yeah, go team go stuff. So yeah, she would be a walk-on for sure. Okay, I didn't even think about COVID. That's crazy to think that the entire season was just. I mean, they're they're Done. they're playing football, but obviously. At least in some states, I should say, yeah. not not everywhere. But that's God. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Um, I think that here in Washington, I think they are going to postpone it till the spring. But even then, it's questionable. You know, like yeah, you know, it's like it's pretty still shut down here. When we came to Utah, we were surprised. Like, what? There's football going on. You know, we can we yeah. can believe all the stuff that's still happening. But I think Utah's handling it a lot better than Washington is. Uh, yeah, I I don't know at, at what. <laughs> At what gauge you're leveling that at, but um, I don't know, dude. I don't know the right and wrong answers to all of this shit that's happening, but... Um, New Zealand did it well, but they're an island. It's it's right. impossible to know. Um, we, are, we are 
playing football. We just actually finished our, our kids' season. Um, and yeah, it's we interesting. We can, we can play football. The kids are right up in each other's faces, but then the game ends, and guess what? There's no shaking hands. Isn't that weird? Yeah. <laughs> it's heavy it's breathing like, into the face. Right. No Get up all in there. Yeah. You know, it's pretty much, it, I mean, it's flag football, but <laughs> tackles do happen. But after the game's over, don't you dare tr- touch each other's hands. It's unsanitary. Yeah. All, I know, safe. Yeah. all I know is their coaches were fantastic. I, yeah, oh, I'm just saying. Some great Others not, and if you listen to that Life podcast, you know exactly what we're talking about. Well, you know, some of the players would show up to yep. games. Yep, been easier. Uh, yep. <laughs> no consistency and stewardship. Inside jokes. You better listen to the whole podcast season, otherwise you don't get our inside shit. Tell me about your driver. Golf so, driver. Um, Brooklyn. Yes, sir. You have a 16-year-old so, daughter, and now she's behind the wheel. I would be, uh, you know, just a little anxious. On edge, maybe? Maybe. So, you know, we, we lived kind of out in the country, and so we started out slow and just kind of driving the back roads and the neighborhood and stuff. And, um, you know, Kata is still a little more on edge about it. Like, I'm pretty relaxed because I, I do trust her. Good for you. She's come a long way. And here in... So here in Washington, you have to have uh, 50 hours with the parents, including 10 hours of night driving. And so I think we're up to 30 hours now. So she, she, she didn't have her license yet. How do they... So yeah, who tracks that? Yet. Is there an app? Who tracks that? Um, so we just kind of... It's just on our system. Right. So it's more, more of a guideline. Like, hey, they want you to have 50 hours before you actually drive with the instructor. Because I think you have to drive... Three, three or four hours with the instructor, and then you take your tests, the driving and written tests, and then you get licensed. But they want you to have 50 hours with the parents before that happens. So we're at 30 hours or so, and we got some highway time when we went out to Utah. And so here she is, you know, maybe only 10 hours into her driving, and she's doing 85 down the highway in Utah and Idaho. <laughs> she, was, she was nervous. She was nervous about that. That is a, um, a great lesson, but, you know, I... I had a similar experience when I was, uh, I still just had my learner's permit. Same thing. I had to be driving with my parents. Um, we were on a trip from New York to Tennessee and we were in this large Ford Econoline van. Huge, you know, it's a big, I think it was a 10 or 12 seater. I don't know, but it had a lot of play in the, in the (laughs) steering wheel, that big, that big van. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was squirrely. I was lucky I didn't wreck into something on the way there because, you know, construction, nighttime, all that shit. And whew, it was a learning experience. So, yeah. Brody, does she have a, a vehicle or is she driving your vehicle? So, she does have a vehicle. It's, it's a bit of a controversy. So what? We were looking for, yeah, we were looking for like an SUV because we, we went up high. Like here in Washington, it's always raining. And so, if you're on the roads, there's constant mist, you know, you're just getting um, impaled by all this mist on the highways and stuff. Yep. So we wanted it up a little bit higher, plus, you know, it, we just felt uh, she would be safer in an SUV. So we're looking for like a 4Runner type, or maybe like a um, Ford um, Explorer. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm looking on Twitter for like a few weeks, and I finally find a few, and I find this um, Range Rover. Oh! And it was a killer deal. It was a killer deal. It had a lot of miles, 140,000 miles or so. But it was, in really, it was in great shape, about 13 years old, 
And so we went and looked at it. It was like in perfect condition. This guy took really good, good care of it. And so we got this Range Rover for her. Okay. You live in a different no, planet, bro. My first car was not a Range Rover. Yeah, no. Their first car, it's, you know, so the other kids, they're going to expect something pretty pretty awesome, too. But Yeah, you kind of fucked it up. <laughs> you set the bar pretty you high on that first one. High. Brooklyn got a Range Rover. What is this Chevy Cavalier piece of chunk, Dad? I've never heard of a Dodge Dart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you got your work cut out on that so, one, bro. So the controversy is Kata posted, uh, we, we surprised her with it, so she had no idea. And so she Kata posted this video of Brooklyn getting this new car. On. It was on her 16th birthday. And so people started freaking out, like, what? You bought your daughter this? Eighty thousand dollar truck, this and that, and like people started going crazy and started like shaming us. And to stuff. be expected, yeah, shaming, yeah, not so much, but there definitely <laughs> no, a it. shock there. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> and so Kata had to, you know, kind of like put another post out saying, like, "Hey, look, not that it's really anyone's business, but no, we did not spend eighty thousand dollars on a brand new SUV for our daughter. It's, it's seventy years old, it's got a ton of on it. You know, it was the same price as this Ford Explorer we were looking at, so." Get over it, you know. Yeah, get yeah. over it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you haters. Anyway, the deal is, the deal is it's 51% ours, 49% hers, and, and Kata's been driving it a lot, so Kata kind of uses it for carpooling the kids around, and, and uh, you know, so at some point it will become hers, probably when she moves out of the house and goes to college or something, we'll just give it to her, but for now it's only 49% hers, so we still have uh, the majority stake. Is she is she paying you monthly for this? How's that work? No, we just bought it outright, and uh, since it is ours still, yeah, we just basically it's ours, but we let her drive it. I'm up for yeah, adoption. I need a car. <laughs> I'll take I'll take yeah. I'll take a Range Rover. <laughs> wow, man, that is that is really amazing. <laughs> um, blessed, blessed you are. Um, you gonna take that son of a gun off road? Um, well, you know, our driveway is gravel road, and pretty much some of the around our house is our gravel, but uh, nah, we, nah, I, I don't think I'll take it off road. <laughs> That's what it's made for. That's what the brochure well, you says. Know, I will, if it snows, because our driveway, yeah, like the whole neighborhood, um, it doesn't get plowed or anything, so it's just, you know, like last year we got like um, a foot of snow, and I had to, I had to, call, I had to take three days of snow leave because I, I couldn't get out of my driveway with my car, you know? And so I, I will use it for getting into work, um, throw that sucker in four-wheel drive. Oh, yeah. Work. There you go. Is that your only four-wheel drive uh, vehicle? Well, Kata has her truck, you know, but I can't just take her truck and leave her stranded. So I got, I just got my Prius. Ooh, the Prius. Oh yeah, that's not getting through there. I cut you off there, Ryan. Right? No. Were you going to say something? I was going to say we are at time, but I before we go, this is something you're just going to have to do, Brody. You're going to have to reach back into your memory bank and uh, think about all your times with the young... Chris across the table here from me, and I'm I'm gonna need a, a little dirt on him, like oh. a little bit. It doesn't have to be incriminating. I mean, I mean the statute of limitations has to be over, right? But I feel like you've known this man for remember this so is long. forever. My mother listens to this. <laughs> Apparently, Chris's mom listens. Um, Thanks, Chris's mom. We had my first vehicle, just you know, to kind of dangle one out in front of you. Oh yeah, don't give him. <laughs> Any bait or I, anything? I, I, I shall stop. <laughs> Go ahead, Brody. Take it away. I mean, oh, there's so many stories, so many memories. 
Um, but one sticks out. It was it involved both of us. And is it okay if I tell the story about us at the cop dorm when the first sergeant showed up? Oh God, yeah, yep, yep. It, it's yeah. interesting. We were okay, so, we were. I'll, I'll, I'll oh, I like this already. Ahead. I'm all ears. So we were partying over the cup dorm where Chris is 18, I think I'm 19, or maybe, you know, somewhere, anywhere, we're both underage. In fact, everybody there was probably underage. And so um, the cup dorm... With the cops. The next dorm over... Oh, this is cop dorm. Yes, cop dorm, yes. MP dorm? Yeah, in the Air Force, they're the SPs, the the security police. Oh, that's a lame name. Yeah. I gotta fix that. Yep. Anyway, sorry. We're getting getting buck wild. Everyone's trashed. Everyone's underage. We're just partying, drinking, having a grand old time. And in walks the first sergeant of the cops. The, the MP first sergeant walks in, busts all of us, 20 of us. And he says, it was, like, I think it was Friday night. He says, I don't have time for this. I don't want to deal with this. I'm walking out. I never saw anything. But he says, I want this party to disperse. I want all you guys to go home. And this night's over, but I'm leaving. I didn't see anything. Like, he saved us. He could have ruined our careers. We our life. We could have this only be this yeah, 15s, and we would have been ruined. And we got so lucky that night. We couldn't believe it. We are just like, whoop, we just got out of there and left, and we just couldn't believe that we got that lucky that this guy was just, didn't want to deal with less than 20 people. Mm-hmm. And uh, it would have been bad. Damn. It would have been, been especially bad. bad for me. I was really hoping that you would or you were going to be like, no, nah, fuck you, man. And oh, then, no, <laughs> no, no, y- you wouldn't, you wouldn't have lasted five seconds. No, I know, but I just wanted deep too. inside for you to say something. Uh, well, here's the background to that is okay. I got super lucky. I would have been done for sure because I was already, um, in hot water. So with the air force. Yeah. Oh dear. It's for the same thing. Dude. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It just. And the way that it was, man, it no, I was, get it. that was the lifestyle and the, the life you lived, you know, we're all college age and, um, making bad choices, um, not driving of course, but certainly imbibing underage. And I had been, um, already caught for said, uh, activity. So had that happened that night, I mean, I did, the writing was on the wall. I probably would have been, you were done. Booted. It would have been, yeah. it would have been bad news. So that was a huge, like, guardian angel moment for me or whatever yeah. it was man i got i got lucky brody whew, we 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 uh yeah we walked away with a good one that night shout out yeah, uh well, I, I won't say last name shout out jay shout out emmett they were with us that night you remember them guys yeah yeah you know, we were lucky sons of guns man i mean that do you, do you still no i haven't i haven't um Spoke on those guys in probably 15 years. We should find them on Facebook or something. I know. We need to do that. Facebook stalking. Look it up. I'll be I'll be <laughs> bluntly honest. Bluntly. Blunt, blunt, blunt honesty. Here we right? go. So I get together with my high school buddies once a year. And we didn't start doing this until uh, this was our fifth year doing it. We are all, and it was kind of funny, it kind of clarifies it, and I think it goes for you guys as well, especially with your military background and, and the closeness that I'm sure you guys got with a few different guys. Um, my buddy put it this way, look, we have the means and we have the time now, so why on earth aren't we getting together at least once a year, especially with those guys that you're really close with? So I'm just saying, you guys should do it. You should set it up, we'll do it once a year. Once you do it that first time, 
It's it's, it's just something you plan on every year. It makes it easier, yep. and, and you just set it aside as the time that it's just going to happen. Yep. And you don't have a way out. Um, I, I agree 100%. Fortunately for Brody and I, um, we have followed somewhat of a similar path. Yeah. And I get to see him quite regularly, so I'm, I'm super you know blessed in that way. But I don't even know how else. I mean, there's so many people that we would include in that. You know what I mean? Do it. With as much moving as you do in the military. You um, should do it. Tell you right now. And I'm fucking moving my I don't know why around. No one like can people. see you. Yeah, exactly. God. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's a really good idea. Um, I'm just glad Broad and I get to, um, to see each other as often as we do. Him in Seattle, us in, in Salt Lake City. Bro, next time you're here, I would, I would, I would personally like to hear some stories off the air. Just so you know. There's a yeah. lot. There's a yeah, lot. I got a bunch. We need a week at least. I mean, I'm good with two or three. Just goldies I keep in my back pocket. <laughs> and then I went to Korea after that, Brody. Holy shnikes. <laughs> that was that was canon on uh, meth and steroids. Let me tell you. Yeah, I've I've heard a lot of your career stories. They're, you've had a they're yeah. they're deep. Oh man, <laughs> it goes deep. Yeah, it goes deep. Hey, um, like we said earlier, we are definitely at time, and you're probably getting close to really getting, you know, I'm sure antsy to go in there and watch the rest of cheer practice. Absolutely. Um, do you have any closing Wait. bits of wisdom? Word of wisdom. Um, Wait a minute. About anything? Any closing remarks? Whatsoever. Hmm. Well, uh, no. Wow. <laughs> I put you on the spot. The floor is open I, and nothing. I mean, dude, we just, boom, spotlight right on him. Like, what are you supposed I mean, to say? Don't well, do drugs, what, kids. What do you, what Anything. Do you, what do you think, Ryan? Don't do drugs. Don't do drugs? Yeah. That's a good one to stand on. You're welcome. Hey. Red Ribbon <laughs> Red Ribbon Week. Yeah, exactly. Hey, it is. Cheers to that. Yeah, we had Crazy Sock Day today. Tomorrow's uh, Crazy Hair Day. And then something else. I don't know. There's shit don't play with fire. Don't do drugs. I mean, there's so many go-tos. Come on. I, I, I can say this right now. The Crazy Sock Day is what saved me from meth. I'll tell you that much. That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. But, hey. All right. I will, I will close with this. Okay. I love you guys' podcast. And I think it works so well because of the chemistry that you guys have. And um, you guys are just so funny. Like, I find myself laughing literally out loud several times each podcast. So keep it up and uh, keep them coming because I love them. And I know, like, it's going to catch on and more and more people are going to start following this thing. And I've actually told some friends at work about it. And they're certainly starting to listen, too. Gosh, I hope Dude, so, man. Awesome. That was really a nice thing of you to that say. really nice to say. And regardless of whether we got lots of people listening or not, we love doing it. We'll keep doing it as long as we're having fun doing it. So we appreciate you coming on from cheer practice parking lots all the way from the great state of Washington. It's an honor <laughs> or privilege to know you, Brody. Thanks for hanging out with us. We appreciate you. Cheers to you, buddy. Cheers, buddy. Until next Cheers. time, stay positive and love your life. Later. See ya.